Hovians, hop in your TARDISes. You're listening to another episode of Doctor Huh? Huh? Are we sure this is the same season that Oxygen was in? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I think this is definitely the same season Oxygen is in. It's just an earlier episode. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm Jordan, and this city runs on happy faces. <laughs> I'm Sam, and I loved this episode. I love watching Doctor Who. This one was really good, Jordan. I liked it a lot. I think this was a perfectly mid-episode. <laughs> I thought that most of it was great. And then it, and then it, and then there's a point at the end. I liked a lot of it a lot. I thought that the ending was <laughs> What would uh what would your emoji by the end of the episode what would it look like? Eggplant. I mean <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Nice. Nice. Um uh, let me think. What what emojis are there? There's like smiley face, frowny face, and angry face. There's like six different horny ones. Let me take a look at my phone. Uh, There's I guess it Aristotle would be, means. Uh, yeah, Aristotle means. <laughs> I was gonna say. I was definitely feeling very Aristotle means about this episode. <laughs> Which episode is this? This is a series ten episode two smile. Uh, which, have you noticed by the way? Speaking because I know your favorite thing is to talk about weird trends in our our episode uh, viewings. Have you noticed that we keep getting second companion episodes over and over and over again? We've got yeah, we second got, companion we got for... Yeah, we got Pond's second mm-hmm. episode. We got Martha's second episode. This is Bill's. Uh... And we had uh, Clara's second. Well, we had Clara's first episode. Wait, no! We had Clara's first, adven- first proper adventure with the 12th Doctor, which didn't make sense. No. I still don't quite understand how that fits into the timeline. No. Was that the was that the same Clara? What the hell was going on? Nobody there? knows. I gotta rewatch Robot of Sherwood. One thing Um Did we get did we get this Oh no, the second with uh with Rose is the, the uh, skin lady. Skin lady, yeah. We haven't seen when her. When they yet. go to Skin Lady Station. When they go to Skin Lady's cool house. Okay, this one was written by Frank Cottrell Boyce. And uh, directed by by Lawrence Van Gogh. Uh, it's just <laughs> it's just Lawrence Go. I'm assuming maybe Goff. 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 Yeah. yeah. Which I, I I'm told that's also how you're supposed to pronounce Vincent Van Gogh. I will never do that, especially not when we get to the episode that he's in. Yeah, but the episode he's in where they always call him Vincent Van Gogh. Um, I'm sure they do, and that's and how I'm sure I learned. it's correct. But that doesn't mean yeah. that I'm going to call him that any more than I'm going to call it Algy when they talk about. Yeah, I don't understand. Episode. I don't understand that hard G there, guys. I mean, I don't. I mean, I'll say, you know, to be completely fair and critical of our American English, I don't think that Algy is a is a great. But word. it feels more natural to say Algy. Algy. You know, I feel like one thing that we don't do enough on this podcast, uh, nearly enough, is just, like, make people in the UK, like, talk about their choices and their- Take them to task. Take, like, like, you know, this is a perfect time, by the way. How many episodes have we done? Like, we were getting close to, like, 40, I think? Uh, this is our 38th. Oh, we're so close. Um, okay, so this is a perfect time for me to <laughs> Wait, say- Wait, sorry, so close to- 40. <laughs> 
That famous milestone. Well, I'm just saying we've done a lot of these. You know, we've been going for months and months, and I think it's finally time for me We're to say, "What just the about fuck ready is, to wrap guys, it up?" What the fuck is up with Celsius? Like, if you think about it, a hundred degrees oh, Fahrenheit gosh. is like hot outside. You know, like it's hot. It feels hot, but a hundred degrees Celsius is boiling. Like that's a terrible. That's a terrible way to measure uh, temperature for weather. It just doesn't make any sense because it's like there's only so many degrees. It's it's way less. Uh, it's way less granular in what the temperature outside can be, and that's really what we care about, you know. Just something to just something to think about uh, for you, uh, for you weirdos out there who use that uh, that measurement system. Anyway, Look, I agree with you, but I'm also not going to go along with you on this <laughs> for the podcast. Um. So that's my. So this is a new segment called the things that the things that they do in the UK and in Europe that I don't like. That's our first segment. We'll be back next week. Uh, this episode is is uh, is is interesting. Um, and I'm starting to see a pattern of Doctor Who series ten, which I think uh, you know, we watch these episodes in random order, so we're not. I don't. Hmm. I know. Sorry. I did you think the show is just like this? No. Jordan, you know that that's fake, right? Uh, right. We, I just we, I just put them episode. in the order that I want to watch them in a spreadsheet. <laughs> These episodes that you never seen. You didn't before. think we were really doing that, did you? This is like finding out Santa isn't real, which you know. What I still haven't I still haven't come to terms with that one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, the thing I was going to say is that you could tell this is a series ten episode first because it's Doctor and Bill, uh, but also apparently. Every series 10 episode just has, like, social commentary in it for some reason. Um, but sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. Like, I don't know if you remember this, but at just at the very end of, of uh, Thin Ice, for, like, literally no reason, they're just mm-hmm. like... And also, I can't remember... I can't even remember what the, the like, social commentary or, like, social issue that it was like... And also no more racism, sign it in a document. Yeah, there was some stuff about racism. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. And then, and then, uh, oxygen was like capitalism, and I liked oxygen. I think it did a good job with it. I think it's just whether they do a good job with it. And then this one, I don't want to look. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves with what this episode is about. Like decides at the very end for no reason that it's about, but. This is something I'm going to have to keep my eye on for the rest of series ten episodes. Is like, is this all of them? Um, because you know. This show is this show is mostly watched by kids. I'm not going to be like, no, they shouldn't put any. Is that true? I think so. I think it's like a. I mean, mostly I've, kids. Uh, it's an all ages show. I'm not sure about the demographics. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't. Sometimes, I, I, are, are we trying to make ourselves feel better that we're watching a, a show for babies? Nobody knows. <laughs> I don't think that it's for babies. <laughs> I will say that uh, I think that this episode falls into the uh, category. For so many great Doctor Who episodes, not saying that this is a great Doctor Who episode, I haven't decided that yet. Uh, of whether or not this of this is uh, this is horror for kids, uh, mm-hmm. which yeah, you yeah. know, like this one, uh, or or oxygen. It's is, bloodless yeah. horror where the horror basically amounts to what if something happened and then someone became dead. Someone became a skeleton, usually. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about this right now. No, okay, no, we have I, to, I wait, want to talk go, about the skeletification. We'll but get there when we, we get there. We can't because we need to establish what this episode is about first, and then we'll talk about why this is the funniest episode that they could have possibly made. There's no previously on. That it's, was weird. it's the I was, funniest episode for us to possibly yes. have been made. Yeah, there's no previously on. We just go straight into Bill uh, 
as is tradition she's she's apparently already been on one tardis adventure but now she now it's like okay this is the first like real one that we're going on together on purpose uh she's like asking questions about the tardis where are the seat belts why are the seats so far away from the console where's the steering wheel the doctor says you don't you don't steer the tardis you negotiate with it because clara tricked him into taking a broken one Uh uh-huh because you know Every time you try to go to uh, Brighton, it just never works out. Uh, that's a joke for, like, three episodes of classic Doctor Who that we've talked about. Sorry. Man, they wanted to get to Brighton. They wanted to get to Brighton so bad, but the TARDIS never takes you where you want to go, and even when you want to go there, it it it's like it knows that something, uh, a TV show episode is, is happening there. <laughs> I realize that sometimes I, I, I go, like, you know, every time they go somewhere on the TARDIS, it really sucks, but then I realize it's because it's a TV show. And they wouldn't make an episode where nothing happens in it. They just hang out. That uh, it's called Slice of Life, and it's good. They should do. They should honestly. I would love to see a Doctor Who Slice of Life episode with like, uh, with Yes Graham Wright and and the Doctor. They go to like uh, they go to the arcade planet, or they go to they do the beach episode that they always wanted to do, but they've never done. And it's just like a good time for everybody. Um. Oh, Nardle's here. Uh, he's a robot, we think, still. I'm, pr- I'm, I'm like, in the 99% sure that he's a robot. He literally said that he had sex with the voice in a phone one time. You can do that if you're a person, if you try hard you enough. You can do that now. Like, he still has a physical form. I don't know what you want from me. Um, and he says, hey, you can't leave. You made an oath. Shout I, was, out I, I was agreeing with you. Oh, that he's probably a robot? Yeah. It would be so funny if we got to, like, a, a random episode. Like, episode one of the season, and Nardle is just a guy, and he's not it's, a robot. It's just Matt Lucas it's as just, himself. He's not a robot. Uh, you know, he does the typical lecture that we've come to understand for the se- series. Where yeah, says, you Don't- should be at the university, you gotta guard the vault. I did like when he asks... Uh, why the doctor is in the TARDIS and the doctor says it's because he's 2,000 years old and he was using it to avoid taking the stairs. There, Honestly, though, Peter Capaldi's a, a pretty old uh, man. He's both a pretty old man and he's a very pretty old man. Uh, but uh, there's a part in this episode where he climbs down a ladder and you can definitely see the signs of age on Capaldi as he's just, like, grunting and groaning as he's trying to climb down this ladder. I felt so bad for him. Uh, so I think he should use the TARDIS. Peter skip- Capaldi's going to listen to this and he's going to be so mad because sorry, he was acting Peter. his ass off oh, and you thought that he's just no. old. Oh, Peter... Peter uh, Capaldi is fucking real. I can't believe Peter listens to this. Um, hi, Pete. Hi, Peter. You're like my favorite doctor. You're doing a really good job. Uh, but yes, he should use the the TARDIS to skip Bowser's infinite staircase. <laughs> uh, the doctor uh, tells Nardle, hey... I, I haven't gone anywhere. I'm just in the TARDIS. That's fine. So go, go. I'm going to, I'm just going to go back into my office. So put the kettle on. Nardole leaves and the doctor uh, tells Bill, <laughs> it's a time machine. We can go on a bazillion adventures and then be back before the tea is boiling. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've made this joke before, but like he comes back and Bill is an old woman. <laughs> what did you do doctor and then and then she says i knew we shouldn't have gone to the reverse age or to the to the aging planet the reverse fountain of youth on the aging planet of grampulon 9 there's a little moment here that i really liked 
which is the doctor uh, asks Bill, uh, where do you want to go, past or future? And she says she wants to go to the future. And he, he pauses and asks her why she would prefer to go to the future. I don't know why. I thought I just thought that was interesting that he's like he's curious about her perspective because it's something that he can't really relate to at this point. I don't know. You know I, I, I liked that. The more we see of Bill, because this is the episode right before Thin Ice, and then we see her, you know, a couple episodes later in Oxygen, and the, and we see this is early Bill, where she's just very, like, I mean, uh, she's very happy and, like, positive and just very nice, and I'm just like, Doctor, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> not if he kills bill first Yeah, he's really like trying to kill bill i think well hmm. we've had we've had some companion fates hanging over this podcast i'm for a long so time sure now, that bill is like nobody I dies harder than bill dies to me praying that bill is the one who survives i'm gonna be so sad if bill dies doctor doctor has like every week he like i don't know maybe part of keeping the vault closed is that bill has to die and he's just, like, taking her on. He's like, I put her in the vacuum of space and she survived. I don't know what else I can do to kill this this uh, this young woman. I'm curious what you think, because I know that you're a big fan of Donna, who I, I, who I have met now, kind of. Uh-huh. Uh, I, ba- I basically know everything there is to you know, know about Donna. Because you know that she's in a wedding dress, so. Is is Donna, how, how do you, where do you think Donna rates against Bill? Because I think Bill might be my favorite companion. Ooh. Well, the thing about the Donna save is that I haven't seen a Donna, a single Donna episode, except for the one that we saw true, true. in, like, ten years of my life. So I really don't know. Um, that's fair yeah more than 10 even uh but i remember really liking donna and uh but bill is definitely up there for sure yeah i you know i i've said this before i haven't really heard many people talk about the capaldi era nobody nobody talks about this part of the capaldi era i feel like most people talk about him and clara yeah, I just we I, might be I'm the surprised only, that I've never heard people talk about Bill. We might be the only people who like this season. <laughs> it's entirely <laughs> no, possible. Um, we go to the the future planet that we're going to be spending time on. The planet actually this location never gets a name of any no. kind, but it's a planet some point in the future. We never do learn where we are or when we are. Um, Bill forgot to ask because she's not a very good companion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot to ask because that bit, I dropped that bit like months ago. Well, uh, there's a woman, I, I'm not gonna bother with names because we'll find <laughs> a lot of these characters will be dead very, very soon. Well, there's, but there's, will... a, there's, there's a, there's a femur and there's a bone soon. <laughs> Mrs. Bone it soon. does, it does need to be mentioned that a lot, not all, but like most of the characters on this planet in this episode have like weird happiness themed names, which doesn't so really... one of them is named good, good thing. thing. Yeah. I mean, that's just lazy. Uh, but Good Thing is talking to this this lady. I think it's her sister. She's talking over, like, invisible radio comms. Uh, her sister's, like, walking in this field, and Good Thing is like, Don't come inside! Don't come inside! The the There's a problem with the Vards. Vards or Vardy? Which she says, we're having a Vard problem, which really bothered me, because I thought that they were, like, calling the robots in this episode Vardies, like affectionately but it turns out they're just called vardies no this Maybe is like a, a this is like a this is know. a vader ganger situation they're called <laughs> the vardy but they call them vards 
Uh, but uh, there basically there's there's two types of robots in this episode. There's a swarm of microbots. Those are the Vardis. And then there's the happy face uh, little guy robots, and they don't think they have names, but they're probably oh they're called yeah, emoji. The bo- says no, they're called they emoji officially- bots. Yeah, the wiki says they're called emoji bots, but never in the episode. But um, and the the emoji bots are described as like the the interface that the Vardis operate. I think it's funny uh, the idea that like this episode posits that I'm sure that the term emoji bots is like just you know that's what Bill calls them or something. That's what I call teenagers. Yeah, am I right? fuck yeah. Uh, but anyway, the idea that like humanity is so far flung. By the way. There's a thing, <laughs> I, I'm trying so hard not to get ahead of myself, I won't do it, I'm gonna be patient, and I'm gonna bring this up <laughs> when we get there, but anyway, the idea that, like, in this far-flung future, you know, humanity almost unrecognizable, they have these these nanobots that do all their work for them, and whatever, but the one thing, the one enduring piece of culture that never went away was emoji. <laughs> we kept that around for thousands of years. To To be fair... Like the concept of a smiley face is yeah. very, very old uh-huh. already. I, I I heard that there was one carved into the uh to the to the wall of an ancient Mesopotamian building. It said a dog walked into a bar laughing crying emoji, laughing crying emoji. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Um Anyway, so uh, I, we get the you, you might notice in my notes, this is where I started to wonder, because the woman in the field is like, my Vardy just pollinated three miles of wheat. And I was like, oh, God, it's going to be an episode where about bees going extinct. We're going to get one Vardy who's played by Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> and he's, and he's, it's a weird, like, sex comedy. Um no, we but then good cut- thing tells her sister. Yeah, you need to keep smiling. You gotta keep smiling, and then we you gotta keep smiling. There's a very weird smash cut to the two of them like walking together in this big, like empty white facility. You looked up what this place was. Yeah, right? this place is fucking cool. Um, it's called like the City of Art and Science in in Valencia, Spain. I was gonna, because I was watching, I was like, damn, whatever, whoever did, like, the sets for this episode is incredible, um, but it's actually just a real place on Earth that they, uh, filmed at, very, like, it's about as much of, like, a, I wanna, you know the, the meme that's, like, society of, I don't know, society of, <laughs> yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah, that's this building on it Earth, does look and like it's that. real, <laughs> and it's very cool yeah. looking. It's um, a cool setting, and I, I like it, when the doctor arrives, it's like completely empty, and there mm-hmm. is a, a very cool atmosphere to it. I uh, um, I think that something that uh, a really strong point of series ten is that it just I think all of the like uh, the locations they shoot in and the costumes and the just the the general look of the show for this season is actually pretty great. Um, yeah, from you've always said set. that you like Doctor Who most when it has a huge budget. That's not even true. That's just don't even try to compare this to Backpack Era. It's totally different. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh so they're they're walking together, the emoji robot is following them, uh, and good thing goes up to her sister, and she's got a big fake smile, and she's like, I need you to smile. I need you to smile mom's dead and we also see uh one thing we see is that they have like faces little like emoji faces on their backs Mm -hmm. right 
And, like, as they have this conversation about how uh, various people in their family are dead, uh, you know, that's hard to, uh, that's hard to be happy. Uh, Ke- uh, uh, Good Thing Sister, <laughs> whose name is now, it wasn't before, but her name is now Sad Thing, um, is unhappy, Bad Thing, Bad thing is unhappy to learn that her family's dead. And she obviously starts, like, you know, crying and be- or being upset. Um, I wrote down, by the way, be- this is weird, because all the stuff about smiling and happiness, it, like, it doesn't fit in with what we later learn, because you kind of think, like, oh, this is, like, a a society, right. of, like, a dystopia that's all designed around, like, superficial happiness or something like that, and that's why all these characters, we get a few more names, good thing is, like... I'm not joking. Please smile. And also, by the way, Hopeful is dead. Sunshine is dead. Eliza is dead. But we learn later that these people like this is just a happy family. This is just a fairly fam. recently arrived in this on this planet. So like those are just the names that they <laughs> that they brought already. Anyway, this is like a, a new Earth religion where it's just like smi- smileism. And they all it's, have it's New Earth where they're wearing emotion patches. <laughs> bliss is dead from an overdose of bliss. Um, so anyway, the the emoji patches on their back. Uh, we're gonna uh, be saying sister. emoji a lot in this episode, huh? Yeah, we're gonna be saying emoji many times. This uh, is an episode for the teens. They love that stuff. Love that shit. Her emoji starts crying, and good thing is like, please. The as, as the emoji bot like starts marching over. And it's like replicating the the sad face from her emoji patch, and uh, good thing is like, please, you have to smile, you have to smile, please, she'll smile, give her a second. And, and well, then, I mean, uh-oh. they do smile. They sometimes when you're experiencing tr- horrible grief and suffering, mm-hmm. the happiest thing you can do is let those bones breathe let them breathe i gotta so slip those, out of something uncomfortable my skin bots, give them my what skin they... my muscles my nervous system everything that's not my bones <laughs> the emoji bots give them what they need because a big swarm of nanobots just strips them right down to the bone oh it We've must been feel joking so good. for so long on this podcast i think it uh, it started in planet of the dead planet which i want to say it was like yeah. episode 10 of our podcast or something like that but the fact is, this episode is about how you become happy when you get your skelly out. <laughs> it's about it's about robots seeing that people are sad and they diagnose the solution to the problem. Let me help you. I can make Removing you s- skeleton. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. Finally, guys. I'm free to breathe. <laughs> And then after that, uh, after they let them take those bones out and, you know, take them for a walk, uh, the robot, the emoji bot, oh, when the emoji bot lets their bones breathe, um, presumably just to show them what their bones are going to look like, it turns into a skull, like a skull face with skulls for <laughs> Here eyes. Here it comes. <laughs> This'll be you. I, I do like the shot. Uh, it's, you know, one of those great horror for kids moments that Doctor Who is so good at sometimes, mm-hmm. except when it's really bad at them. Uh, because what we see is this woman get swarmed by a cloud of microbots from the sky, and we hear this, like, horrible, like, drilling noise, and then just a pile of perfect clean white bones fall to the ground, and then Good Thing 
tries to smile through it. She's like, look, I'm I'm happy. Please don't cool. kill me. But the swarm flies at her, too. And we just watch this emoji bot as we hear the, like, horrible drilling noise. And then it just, like, blinks back to a smiley face. Pretty good. That's pretty great. Um, we're, we arrive on Smile-Yulon, smi- that's hard to say. Grinulon 9? Is that better? Uh, we, the, yeah, doc- sure. the doctor and Bill have arrived, and they're, they're in that big, like, golden field of wheat. Uh, makes me patriotic just thinking about it. <laughs> Great. Uh, the doctor says, uh, that this is one of the first ever Earth colonies, and he says, you know, they say... The settlers here cracked the secret of human happiness. And I'll say right now, the thing that he just said is does wrong. not in any way line up with how the episode resolves. Um, also, you know, sometimes there's so many episodes of this show. There's so many episodes of this show. Uh, and they've been going on for so long that the continuity is fucked. And you can't. You can't. But, but like, are you sure this is one of the first Doctor? This there one? was actually uh, an allusion to that, what you're, the, the, the sort of inconsistency you're referring to that I thought was actually pretty clever, uh-huh. because Ding. eventually, uh, this is a while into the episode, but eventually he makes some comment about, like, when humans fled the Earth, uh-huh. like, there were, there were tons of ships yeah, that this all is went the thing off I was like, directions. This is the thing I was trying to, like, avoid talking about, where he says, like, you, the humans evacuated Earth. And they uh, and they all got on different ships. And some and I even met some of them. And some of them were co- whole countries. Uh, on yeah, big some of them ship. were the Starship UK. S- some of them was a big whale, and others uh, had smiley robots on them. They really nobody had a, a single plan for what they were going to do. They just they but just yeah, all I came think, up with their own episodes for us. I to think make. that's cool. I I like the idea that like small chunks of humanity like came together with different different ideas of how to survive in in the apocalypse and they all like went their separate ways and the the idea that they would be so scattered and so distant and like this scale of space travel like the time of it is so so vast that like they probably will never encounter each other again for the rest of time. Yeah. But the doctor happens to cross paths with all these different people. It's who just it's just all a weird the uh, same apocalypse. I don't know. I think that's cool. Yeah. It's just weird. Uh it's weird to watch. Uh because sometimes it feels inconsistent. But maybe we shouldn't watch this in random order. Um No, we should. You're wrong. Uh so they so they go inside the big the big futuristic building. Um and nobody is around, uh, at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> Bill takes a selfie, and the doctor gets mad. Yeah, he says, "You fucking kids." Um, oh, and then, uh, and then uh, she says, "Hey, what was that thing where that real human man told you not to leave? What was your oath?" And then he he turns into Matt Smith for just a second um, when he says that he uh, a thing happened, and because of that thing. He had to promise that he would stay on Earth. I like that he prefaces this with, like, I suppose I do owe you an explanation. Well, basically, something happened. I, uh, I was, uh, there was a thing, and I had to do a thing to stop the thing from happening. What was the thing? Shut up! Shut up, shut up. <laughs> uh, she points out that he's not guarding the vault right now, but he, you know, I would say fairly counters, I have a time machine. And then she says, but what if something happens to us? 
he says that'll never happen i actually do <laughs> i do like his response to that where he's like ah you see i've thought about that and she's like uh-huh uh-huh and he's like well it would be bad so i try not to dwell on <laughs> i love it. that it's so good um, but, yeah, he changed the subject. He's, he's like, the, he's like, tr- he's like being, he's being several different doctors right now because he's also being a little bit Jody Whittaker in this episode where he's like, ah, oh, you beautiful, clever humans, you, mm-hmm. you earth 11 billion people, look at this beautiful human optimism. Oh, yeah. Cool. He's like this, this building is a testament to the optimism of humanity or something. And then like he that. also is a little bit of, he becomes a little bit of Eckelman when he's talking about the Vardy, the, the, the clever little nano machines. Kind of a all the doctors in one kind of episode. Well, you know, you know what he did that felt very Eccleston mm. is when uh, she sees the Vardies, which again are like a cloud of nanobots in the sky, and he he talks about them. He says they're like they work in flocks. They're like the worker bees of the third industrial revolution. They learn so fast, etc. All all these things about them. They're so amazing. They're the best. Uh, but Bill. And this is actually uh, very much in keeping with what we saw of her in uh, Oxygen, is she wants to see her understanding of what this kind of adventure should look like. Mm -hmm. That's why when she sees out the window of the space station, she was like, yes, this is what I've been looking for in space. Because she's looking at these little microbots and she's like, kind of disappointing for the first robots I've ever seen. And the doctor's like, you have no idea how offensive that is. And she says, how can you offend a machine? And he says, typical wet-brained chauffeur. <laughs> that is very Eckelman. Yeah. Uh, okay, I have you to tell you, by brain. the way, by the way, it's like smooth brain, but even weirder. Um, the robots, the Vardies, are named after a guy. Do you know this? There's a guy. It's named after a guy. Um, oh, I, I didn't catch that. Uh, he's named after a professor. A Canadian is he like a professor of happiness or something? He's a professor of 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 swarm robotics, which is kind of buck wild oh. to me that they were like, "We're gonna name our robots after you." And also, by the way, these robots go horribly wrong and kill everybody. <laughs> there was another. Are you do you a, like that? <laughs> there's a part where uh, uh, he finds the the the, the facility is powered by. Uh, a cold fusion reactor that he says is like oh thank god it's a fleischmann cold fusion engine these are so easy to destroy (laughs) these hunks of junk like fleischmann was an actual physicist who like researched cold fusion fuck you Fleischmann. (laughs) i love the idea that they would be like oh oh good the these robots are einstein models that means that you just push them over and they explode but no, because but the they thing don't about, fucking work the thing about vardy is that he's like still he's like he's not even like a, it's not like he's just a guy he's like a guy alive right now doing research oh. like he's just a dude it's not That's like oh funny. it's not like uh yeah like when you say einstein it's like everyone knows who einstein is it's just like Either they knew him, or they just looked up if there was anyone researching this kind of thing to give it... Oh, like, it is actually this sort of thing? Yeah, he's like swarm robotics. I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, you said that, but I, I kind of just brushed it off because I was like, nah, what, that's sci-fi shit. I misheard that. That's what it was. That's what it says on the internet, so I guess okay. they were just like, you're the guy who makes the kill bots. Well. And they name them after you. Uh, well. Which is crazy. Then their ears get upgraded. They do have their ears get upgraded, and I was... It's such a funny thing, because this this sort of thing doesn't happen again for the rest of the episode. It's like, 
I think we don't really see what happened, but I I interpreted it as like some Vardis flew into their ears and tinkered around. Yeah, they kind of get like Babel fished or something. Well, they get like a they get the uh, the Metal Gear like ear implants where they can just talk to each other through their brains. Or through right, because that was that was what we were seeing earlier. Was the sisters were talking, but they didn't have any sort of like phone or radio or anything. So the doctor says, "Oh, they must have upgraded our ears." So that that's like, oh, this place is such a paradise. The robots just like tinker with your physiology to to like improve your hearing and stuff like that or what but it's i was like waiting for that to ever happen again and it's like no this is the one thing that the machines do it's also another one of those uh things where you know this is supposed to be this like beautiful perfect utopia minus the kill bots but we'll get to that later uh but also everyone always knows how you're feeling and also Anyone can just talk directly to you at all times, whatever you, they want. Yeah, there's a joke from the doctor where he's like, "No, uh, Bill." Well, Bill is because like, Bill yeah. is like, "But how do you turn it off if you're going to the bathroom?" And he's like, "They've probably patched that out or something like that. Like people don't go to the bathroom anymore." Yeah, it's very. Uh... But where will I be on my phone? Because, uh what if I'm at work and I need to? I need to not be at work for like ten minutes. The bathroom is where I go to look at emojis on my phone. <laughs> Just uh, a, a stock image. Woman laughing at emojis on in the bathroom. Just scrolling through <laughs> through emojis. <laughs> this is a great one. I love this one. Uh, so she, um, Bill starts wondering, like, hey, where is everyone? And then they encounter one of the emoji bots Finally, for the first time. Th- that's a robot. Yeah, she's like, ah, that's what I'm talking about. That's a robot. And the doctor gets pedantic and is like, actually, that's not a robot. It's just an interface that the Vardis use. Oh, my God. Shut up, doctor. Uh, and But then she she's like, oh, can I talk to it? And he says, well, it'll depend what aspects of human language will have survived all these years. And she sees that it uses emojis. And the doctor's like, ugh, emojis. He bet- says somewhere in here, like, Humanity is the only species in the universe ever to use emojis. They're like picture they're like pictograms, aren't they? Aren't they just like picture like like right? It's a smiley face. It's a smiley face. It's a light bulb. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure this up, is duck. the first way that <laughs> that all whatever. Uh we did we did learn that there's a uh uh Discord user Vertigree posted I have a beautiful quote from the wiki about Smile. Quote, In Doctor Who Extra, Stephen Moffat and Peter Capaldi explained that they don't really understand emoji. Thus, they had some trouble understanding text from Jenna Coleman, who used emoji frequently in her texts to them. That's very gen- I, I, That's very funny, because that also feels just very Clara to me. <laughs> I want to see the, the group text between, between Jenna Coleman and Peter Capaldi. Where she, where she's like using smiley faces, and he's like, "What, what the, the fuck, fuck is that? this? I can't I tell. What I is don't this? Understand. What I don't get this. What is this? Um. Okay, so so and then uh, he has to climb a ladder, and he breaks his hip because he's so old. As shit. Uh. So then they they see the emoji bots, and the emoji bots give them their little. They hand. Oh them yeah, the, the emoji patches. The emoji patches, that, and then the emoji patches just like. Whoosh, fly around them and go right on their back uh because when they they can't see them 
They can't look at them their, themselves. Like, yeah, they're like turning them around in their hands and they're like, whenever I rotate it, the side that's facing me is always blank. Uh, mirrors don't exist in this world. Uh, the doctor says, uh, he, he kind of speculates, it must be a mood indicator and it doesn't show you your own mood because it might create a feedback loop where like you see that you're sad and it makes you sad, you know. So they put them on. The and robot. then it, like, zoops around to their back. Yeah, I, I thought that looked kind of cool, where the doctor, like, tries to put it on his chest, and it just, like, vanishes. And Which, by the way, back. not to continue to pick apart the premise of this already outlandish episode, but, like, <laughs> if the idea is supposed to be that your emoji patch is, like, a signal to other people about how you're feeling... Does that just mean that every conversation has to start from the back? Like, if if I'm talking to a person, I'm looking at them, I also can't see their emoji patch, and they can't see mine. So I don't well, really I understand say, the utility of it. It's like, is it to see how the person in front of you in line at fucking McDonald's feels? What is this? <laughs> I mean, sometimes it would be good to know if the person in front of you is being it's, an asshole. It's so, it's when you walk up behind go. It's to know if someone needs a complimentary back massage from a stranger. Ah, you're feeling a little stressed out. Let me walk up behind you. Just give you a little rub, 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 rub. The thing about that is we learn later, or the doctor, when when they learn more about what is going on here, the doctor speculates about why those things were actually in place. And assuming he is right, which it feels like he probably is. He always is, because the show makes him. It doesn't make any sense at that point why like you can't see your own mood and why they have to be on your back it doesn't really make sense of what we learn later but we don't need to get into that just yet um anyway the robot the emoji bot is like okay cool thank you and walks off uh and the doctor calls this the era of vacuous teens it's old man it's old man yeah go to bed go watch like uh uh, go watch, go watch the, Matlock. Yeah, go watch Matlock, old you old man. Go go try to climb a ladder. Oh, it's so hard for you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, they uh, go to they, they follow the robot. This is to wild. Room. They go to Cube Room where they eat Cube Meal because in the future, yeah. do you ever see those ads for Cube Cube Meal? Oh God. Uh, yeah. What is it called? It's like it's probably just called Cube. I don't know. It's got a really weird name. It's like Food Square, but the name doesn't make sense. Uh, this is what they eat in the future, apparently. This will make them happy. Um, and it's <laughs> ma- it's tastes like fish, but it's made out of algae. Um, and <laughs> the doctor uh, is like, I because he, because he's like oh you can it's not meat so anyone oh can it's it. sorry it's it's square eat it's square eat but it's one word and it has a capital e so it becomes square eat what are you eating there oh just a square just, having, just, a squ- just having my square eat for the day because <laughs> i like to live in in like a dystopian future um anyway there's a good doctor line here is it the uh, one where he says that he's best friends with sea devils because they're a peaceful and social race yeah, basically, Bill is like, oh, it smells like fish, and he says, hmm, not, I'm not fond of fish, except socially, which can complicate a meal like this. He doesn't know, he hasn't met the mean sea devils yet. He only knows them as a prosperous and peaceful race. As the nice sea devils. Who live on Earth and are pirates. Oh, he also he also just kind of quietly mumbles to himself, I met an emperor made of algae once, he fancied me. <laughs> That was really funny. I, I, we'll have to keep an eye on yeah, whatever the no, hell that, that was. is. Um, 
I liked Bill's line here where she says she says that this place feels like the student the student union before anyone else arrives in the morning. Mm-hmm. This uh I don't know why that that just had a it had a real mood to it this that, might I, that be I totally a joke. knew what you meant. This might be a joke only for you. But okay. the sense I get for Bill and the Doctor is um on Taskmaster season four when Lolly Adafope uh like made a big heart out of a cake. Like she <laughs> and then Greg is like you're so young and positive, and that just makes me really un- yeah. That makes me really unhappy. One point, that's like that's <laughs> that's the vibe I get from Bill a lot. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that feels she's just like right. a very positive, young, happy person. And the maybe that's why I like these two so much because that's <laughs> the best season of Taskmaster. Yeah, let's just hope Noel Fielding shows up at some point in Mel Gedroich. Anyway. Uh, you can turn the episode on. We're done talking about Taskmaster now. Are you telling me that Noel and Mel appear in the... Oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe they do. It would be cool if they did. I mean, it would be cool anyway. if they... Wait, I know. Hold on. I, I'm telling you right now. I don't know if they do. Oh, okay. No, I don't I know. thought you were doing the thing that I did constantly throughout Jurgenit, where I say something that will happen and act like it's me speculating. Uh, I don't know enough about this show to do that because I haven't watched it in a long-ass time. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, so he, the doctor has a realization. He thinks that the reason the place feels so off is because it's it's waiting. He says that people are going to be here. They haven't gotten here yet. Uh, there, He says that the robots were probably sent here to set up this facility, make sure that it's ready for you the know, humans. No, it's some kind of skeleton crew. Hmm? Hmm? Mm. Yeah, he 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 elaborates a little bit later that he thinks there was probably also a setup team. Uh, I think we may have seen uh, them get skellied earlier. Oh, this is but... a very weird pl- part where uh, she sees that uh, Bill sees that she's got one cube and the doctor has two cubes, and uh, she says uh, she says it's sexist, uh, and then the doctor says it's because he has two hearts, probably, which they have some kind of heart based portioning system uh yeah which is i think if that if that's communicating anything it's the fact that they're they're being monitored on Mm -hmm. on like a physiological level you know yeah oh but Uh, then they walk through a sort of garden slash park area uh and the doctor picks something up off the ground it's like a little locket or something yeah, and then they he, go. He hides it from Bill, though. He keeps it to himself. They go into the. Uh, they go to the greenhouse. They go into a greenhouse um, where it looks like I thought it was like water being dumped on the plants, but it turns out it's like a powder. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Bill doesn't know what rosemary is for a while, which was really strange. Uh, she says, what? "Yeah," she says. She runs over. She says, "Oh, they have this on campus. It smells amazing." And then the doctor's like, "That's rosemary." <laughs> Did you not notice that? I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily recognize rosemary just from the smell. I guess not. It's got a very distinct smell. Uh, well, but yeah, the doctor is uh, the doctor is uh, is beginning to become a little unnerved and concerned. Um, and then, meanwhile, Bill is having <laughs> having more and more. She's fun just got her face second. buried in the rosemary plant, and then uh, and then she's like, "What's going on?" Uh, and then he says, uh, "Magic haddock." I will explain yeah, this. Yeah, more on that later. I'll explain uh, this at the end of the episode. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but for now, just he, pretend it's a, a silly random line. Uh, he says, 
that the, oh yeah this is where he says i there i i changed my mind from earlier there would have had to have been some kind of setup team and she looks at yeah the the like white powder being dumped onto the plants and says oh what is that stuff and he says it appears to be some sort of calcium based fertilizer and he he goes kind of uh tutor mode and starts being her professor and he's like think of these two questions as one question what is that fertilizer and where is the setup team <laughs> and then he walks over to a big machine and he opens a hatch and a, a hundred skeletons pour out it does say the there's a, a drawer that says skeletons in here do not open <laughs> like what the fuck uh yeah all the bones pour out and he says they haven't been dead very long uh and then an emoji bot walks in and they are looking sad and scared and it has a sad face and uh they run past it it goes into skull mode there's a, a kind of fun line here where where bill is like why is it chasing us so slowly and he's like well if there's one thing i've learned about being chased it's that it, when they're chasing you slowly, it's because they don't need to chase you quickly or something like that. And then they get surrounded by emoji robots. I did like that line about about uh, being chased. It's one of those, like, the doctor has done this so many times. It's like when he says, uh, you know, oh, I, the best way to learn a thing about a person is to get captured by them. Right, he's getting meta about the adventures he goes on, but not in a way that feels like it's a fourth wall break, it's in just, a way that feels like he's done this a thousand times. He's done it times. so many times he just knows. Uh, so, they're they're all surrounded uh, by the robots, and the doctor's just like, uh, he's like, okay, I need you to smile real big right now. And so she smiles, and then he says, uh, by the way, did you know that smiling can actually affect your mood? Um, if you smile, you'll become happier. Uh, that feels like it's supposed to be like thematically related to what's not. going on here, but it is absolutely not at all. Doesn't ever come up again. So they both smile very big. Uh, Did you think yeah. that Peter Capaldi went funny Tom Baker here a little bit? No. You don't think so? No. How so? Explain. It was his it was his big smile and he approaches the robot very like cheerfully and he's like, Hello there, gents. Uh, I guess I could see it. I, I thought that was very fourth Doctor feeling. Oh, this is the first episode we've recorded in a post me finding a video of P of uh, Tom Baker in character <laughs> as the Doctor saying "fuck" and it sounding exactly exactly like the way we say it. Like, oh yeah, it was. He's talking to K nine. K nine says, like, "I do not have the answers," and he, he says, "Like, yeah, useful. you never have the fucking answers." <laughs> it's just like, oh my god, it's exactly as I dreamed it would be. This man's <laughs> low on tokens. You gotta give him some tokens, anyway. You gotta make him go funny again. Uh, it, it's in our Discord. I should pin it in our Discord. It, it feels important. Um, Speaking but, of uh, funny emojis, we do have a Tommy token emoji now. We do. Um, I mean, that's does that, does anyone know what we're talking about who hasn't listened to the bonus episodes? It's the it's the tokens that you give Tom Baker to make him be funny. It's basically his salary. He gets paid in in little tokens, <laughs> and but also this is the this is the fiction, the true fiction that we discovered, pay, not created, when, <laughs> while talking about uh, the serial city of death. Which when you pay funny. Tom Baker, anyway. Tom Baker, he gets so happy that he goes a little funny. He goes funny. He anyway. goes funny. Okay. Uh, it's it's sort of the pre-revival equivalent of letting your bones <laughs> is going funny. <laughs> going funny. Or going random. Anyway, okay, back on task. 
Um, so they 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 do a big they do a big smile and then that lets them get uh past yeah. the. Ooh, what a wonderful facility you're running here! Thank you. I'm I'm gonna go look at more of it. Uh, here's uh, the a robots. Weird, uh, yeah. I like when they, like, scooch past the robots in this narrow hallway, and one of them, like, slowly, like, reaches to grab them, but kind of, like, backs off as they're pretending to be happy. That was really creepy. Uh, they they do get out, and then Bill gets grabbed by a robot, and the, the emoji bot, sorry, and then the doctor turns it off with the screwdriver, and he never does this again for the rest of the episode, which I thought was a little bit silly. Yeah, and maybe it was because there was only one of them. He was like, I, I mean, here I am being like, why didn't the doctor use his sonic screwdriver to solve all problems? <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? I wish that I the- mean, the real the real question is why? Why did he ever do it? Wouldn't it have been better if he couldn't? Yeah. Um, oh, uh, and then the building turns it. It turns out that the Vardies are like the whole building is them. Uh, which is very funny because it's given as like a revelation later, even though we have already seen it happen. Yeah, I don't think they saw it here though. Okay, maybe not. Yeah, that's fair. The, that's a fair. big chunk of the building like disintegrates, and the Vardis start flying after them. Uh, they make it out of the city, and the robots leave them alone. And the doctor says, uh, "He says like I guess people people outside the city aren't their problem or something like that." And then he says, "Okay, uh, you know." You know, Bill, I haven't known you long enough for me to, like, want you to die horribly. So get in the TARDIS and please don't leave it for the rest of the adventure. Um, he, he, uh, he, he says, uh, he, because he's like, okay, stay in here. I'm going back in there. And she's like, aren't we, aren't we going home? And he says, well, no, like, the colonists haven't arrived at this death trap yet. So I need to fix that before, you know. It kills right, everybody. We can't let the colonists arrive and then immediately <laughs> get turned into skeletons. I like this part because he's very like frustrated and indignant about it because she's like, "We we we escaped. Isn't this when the part where we like go home and get to safety?" And he's like, "What are you talking about? Why would we go home right now? We can't leave that death trap as it is." Uh, and it, I think it ties in with a a part of the 12th doctor's character that we see a lot of, which is he is simultaneously like, I'm getting too old for this shit, Mm -hmm. but also he just can't change his nature. Like he feels the need to help everyone that he encounters whenever he can. Right. But he, he doesn't really want to admit that about himself. Mm -hmm. Cause Bill, Bill is like, well, shouldn't we like call for help? And he's like, who? We're we're the people who are supposed to help, and she's like, ah, so you're like a like a space policeman or something, and he's like, no, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> he also tells her, uh, go watch some movies in the TARDIS don't while I my... blow the facility up, <laughs> and also don't look at my history. browser history. The hell is he? The hell are you doing, Doctor? He's been getting some links from Harkness, <laughs> dude. Check out this. Check out this like nine armed. Nine-headed, nine-breasted, uh, alien creature that I just absolutely got got uh, skewered by last night. <laughs> oh God! Uh, so she is like, okay, fine. She gets in the TARDIS, but she pretty quickly is like, yeah, no. Uh, she gets out and follows him. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Jack Harkness sends him a message like, dude, I just. I just had the best sex of my life. Check it out. And it's Garfield. 
<laughs> so she she gets out of the TARDIS and looks at the police call box sign and it, on the she side. Sees, and, and I was kind of I wasn't really sure which of the words I was supposed to be focusing on. There's like the, what does it say? It says like a public call box uh, for emergency use, advice, inquiry, something like that. Yeah. There's like a couple key phrases on the side of the TARDIS that I thought Bill might be looking at to have a revelation about, but uh, she'll reveal it later, but I wasn't... Yeah, although more more, gener- more generally she is thinking this proves the, the true nature of the Doctor, I, whether he admits it or not, I think he wants to help. I think it's really funny later where she says you're like a helpline, uh, you're the phone number that you call when, for example, you can't get on the Wi-Fi. Right, the best tech support in the universe. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so the doctor is back inside, um, and he looks at the, uh, he, like, looks at the locket that he picked up, and there's a little, a little waving, a little waving boy saying, I'm so glad that I'm not Bones right now. <laughs> uh, the boy is wrong, but he doesn't know that just yet. He, mm-hmm. he he'll, you he should be, be glad bones, to be but... Bones. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> I like when he has an idea, and then his emoji is a little light bulb. I, I liked that. Yeah, he wouldn't like that though because he hates emojis. He hates. He doesn't get. He doesn't get. He doesn't get them. You know who would love emojis so much though is uh, the thirteenth Doctor. I she bet would she... love emojis. They're lit. I have a question. <laughs> yes. Um. Sorry. I'm. Imagine Jodie Whittaker being like, "I love emojis. Are lit." <laughs> yeah, we did this last week. Yeah. Oh yeah, we uh, did, didn't we? I have a a thought. Hmm. In series one of the original Doctor, which we haven't watched yet, but we will be watching very soon on Patreon.com slash Potting Bros when uh-huh. we watch the third serial. Did you like emojis? I don't think so, Sam, no. Uh, no, here's my question, because mm. I mentioned that he's a grandpa, and I remember that that is literally true. He does have a granddaughter. He does have a granddaughter. I I don't know either, no. She did? <laughs> I don't know anything about the doctor's granddaughter i don't know if she's actually his granddaughter or if it's like a what he said she is kind of situation uh but also knowing the doctor yeah she's probably dead jamie's probably dead layla's probably definitely dead layla is 100 percent. well i think jamie is from about 500 bazillion years ago layla he left on uh titan um (laughs) yeah so i don't really know what happened shot canine with a shotgun (laughs) Because he didn't do anything right. That's, that's not true. That's not true. Sarah Jane is, uh, it was, I think, I, well, well anyway. Sarah Jane went on to have adventures. Yeah, she Canine also got a spinoff for some reason. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, Bill uh, catches up to uh, the doctor and asks why he's Scottish. I love, I love, this is like, this is, see, the, the there's a joke. Whenever they go like uh, Doctor Who on the show, I hate it. But every time there's a Doctor or a new companion, I do. It always hits for me. Where like uh, when Rose said, "Why are you, why are you from Northern?" and then he says, "Like there's a North everywhere" or something like that. Why do you have those big, stupid, ugly ears? <laughs> no, it's like what about their accent? <laughs> when she asks the tenth Doctor, "Why aren't you Scottish?" Uh huh. And he says, "It's because I'm not cross." I saw a video. I I I didn't realize I had never seen David Tennant not doing the, the fake accent that he isn't does for it Doctor weird? Who. Isn't it so weird that like that that's not his, his voice? voice? Yeah, like I mean, David Tennant played Scrooge McDuck on like Ducktales reboot, right? Like, and Scrooge, <laughs> Is <that> true, yeah, <laughs> and he's he's doing more his actual voice 
as Scrooge McDuck than he's doing as Doctor Who. Like, isn't that weird? That's weird. Uh... The do- uh, oh, Bill asks the doctor. Oh, you you alluded to this earlier. Yeah. He says, "I'm not I'm not Scottish. I'm just cross." And then she says, "Is there a Scotland in space?" And he says, "We know yeah. for a fact that there we is. Know there we is. saw it in the beast below." Uh, but he says they're all over the place, demanding independence from every planet they land on. Which I don't think I don't think that the landing they land on. I don't think that the Scottish landed on Earth and then we're like no. And think they were already there. This week on Ancient Aliens. <laughs> the Scots. Where did they come from? Yeah, I couldn't tell what the vibe on this joke was, because I know that Peter Capaldi, like, did support Scottish independence, so uh, I don't know if this was, like, a joke at his expense or something. Moffat's like, fuck you, I'm gonna make you say this, uh, Peter. Uh, but yeah, Bill calls him out. She's like, I know. Oh, we, we didn't address this earlier. They had a conversation early in the episode where she was like, why does the TARDIS look like a police box? And he's like, oh, it's just camouflage. And she's like, but why? I thought it was like, I thought he, I, I could have sworn it was Doctor Who Lord that it was stuck that way. There's like a thing called the Chameleon Matrix or something. And the doc and the TARDIS we have is heard just, about that. It's just broken. Not to be confused with the Chameleon arc that he used last time to make himself <laughs> into a human. But... I mean, whether or not Bill is right, she basically says, I figured out why you keep the police box. Because it's an iconic uh, design. It's because you are the helpline. You are the person who goes around you helping do tell people how to, You do help no. tell people how to get on the Wi-Fi. No, that's not me. No! Shut up! He changes the subject and tells her to look at the wall. <laughs> Uh, he points his, like, sonic screwdriver at it, and when they, he's, like, f- waves it across the wall, you can see it's made out of little nanobots. Um, and I thought that he was legitimately just being an asshole and that he was gonna, like, walk away. <laughs> but, yeah, he's like, look at the wall, and she's like, why? And he's like, just do it, and she does, and yeah, he shows that it's made of Vardy's, and he says, uh, he says that they have to smile because the entire facility is made of the things that are watching them. And then uh, they, he says, okay, we need to go find a real wall. Uh, it's like Vikings. When the Vikings landed, they'd flip their ships upside down and then live inside them. We didn't see a spaceship outside, so where's the ship that the colonists arrived on? It must be within the building! And then, they, and, then, and then not four seconds later, they see it. Like, they're right there, which I did... I assume that they cut ahead or something. I don't know. I, I did like the part where uh, he tells Bill to smile... And then he looks back at her, and she's, like, smiling really big, but for real. And he's like, oh, I didn't think it would be that easy. And she's like, you're the best tutor I've ever had. You're, the, awesome. best, you're the best agriculture professor I've ever had. Uh, <laughs> oh, I found out what was in the doctor's search history. Rivets. I'm learning so much about different types of fertilizer. This MF love rivets. And how to make them. Because they, find the, they do find the spaceship, and he goes, meter damage, flux of rust, and my favorite, rivets. I just love that you he, think he was googling rivets. I think he likes them. I think he likes them. Maybe Sexually? no. <laughs> Maybe the thing he was embarrassed about in his search history was he was like looking up how to use emoji. <laughs> um, how to be normal. <laughs> he was he was googling modern slang. Yeah, how to appeal to a youthful generation. He's just like, <laughs> you know what? I'll wait till I die and regenerate to try to figure this one out. He he opens the door. He he does note that it wasn't even locked, which suggests that they 
they expected to arrive and live here in peace. No need to And they're on a classic Rusty Davies era, grimy ass uh, uh, industrial ship like the one in 42. Yeah, she asks about the difference (laughs) between the architecture and he says... He says that this is wet brain architecture compared to the dry brain architecture that the Vardy's built. This is a new thing. This is this is a new thing that he's trying to start. It's very strange. It's so weird. Oh, and then uh, he's like, oh, here's the map. Okay, cool. Um, Bill, you stay here and you help oh. me navigate to get to the, yeah. Also, as they walk in, first of all, the emoji robots uh, detect that someone has gone into the ship and they, they start approaching. But also, inside the ship itself, there's like a computer voice that detects that something's going on and that, they, and that there's people here. That will matter later for reasons, Mm -hmm. because I was really confused until I remembered the ship detecting them. Anyway. So they go through all 42 security doors to get to the map, and then they- I uh, do have to say, I don't want to fully relitigate the argument that I cut all 45 minutes of when we talked about that episode, but I thought that this episode was a great example of what I think is a good way of doing this. We see a a few different rooms on the ship- they all are very visually distinct. There's the engine room that's like this There's this the, bottomless pit surrounding there's it. The there's like the like cryogenics room. There's the room with the the shrine of the dead woman. Yeah, I and the the reason that I felt like making that comparison was because I had an issue in the episode 42 that the characters were all just talking to each other freely no matter where they were and it made it hard to follow where anyone was on the ship. But this episode, I think, did it right because the Doctor and Bill are talking to each other over invisible comms that allow them to talk to each other wherever they are. But I thought that there was a strong sense of place and the set design was good. It does have good set design. Also, there were two of them, which is way less than there were on 42, which probably helps. Yeah, there were 42 of them there. Anyway, the Doctor uh, says, you stay here and guide me. There's another another trait Mm. that I've started to pick up on with the 12th Doctor, which is that this man loves analog stuff. He's an old man. He was talking to Nardole and Oxygen about like the noise that spaceship doors should make. He's like, oh, rivets. Rivets. This is wonderful. He sees a big map on the wall of the ship and he runs over. He's like, look at this, Bill. It's a map. He hates touchscreens. He hates no them. No wonder he hates emojis. He yeah. wants to, he wants people to draw a, he wants a them colon to write and a close parentheses on a piece of paper He with wants them to chisel it into a clay tablet with a stylus. <laughs> so he tells Bill to stay here and guide him to the engine room um, while he goes down there. Uh, you know, as he's, as he's going through the ship, he does find, like, a room full of, like, curios and objects and knickknacks and... Antiques. And, yeah. Um, and, uh... Which is is another another sign the doctor points out of like this this was definitely meant to be like a permanent right. set like this is this is not we're coming here to check the place out we are bringing our antiques so uh, he uh, this is where I don't know they have a they have a conversation about something or other and this is where Bill like finds the engine she core. says what what lets you what gives you the authority to oh, blow yeah. things up and not get in trouble and he's like. I I have a moral imperative to blow up the murder machine. Also, I have a time machine that means I can just go somewhere else if if there were ever consequences. Just saying. But then 
the computer voice startles Bill and says, Error one, systems initiated. This is the part like this that. is the part where the doctor gets to the engine and he says, Ah yes, these things are so easy to blow up. Um Yeah, fucking Fleischman, that dumbass cold fusion idiot. And then Bill realizes that she could just take a picture of the map and follow him, and the doctor's like, Oh, I memorized the whole thing. I was just <laughs> Yeah, he's to- very smug. He's like, Oh, only just now figured that out, did you? <laughs> I already memorized the map anyway. With the express purpose of keeping her away, basically. Uh he's, yeah. he's trying to uh, oh, and then this is where Bill finds, this is where the episode starts to become a different episode, I think. This is like the precise, you can pinpoint the moment where this episode goes funny, um, which is that Bill finds some kind of curtained shrine with a dead old woman in it and a book that has like humanity dot frowny face in it. Uh-huh. Uh, it's like a huge. She has an, a, the dead woman has an emoji patch on her face on on her forehead that's making like an X mouth face. It's, like like I a, to, this is like an enlightened manuscript book where you open it yeah, up. It's and like a big a, ornate. It's like a foot thick. What is this in the context? No in the context of what we learn later, what is this room? No clue. Why is it like what? What is it? What was it supposed to be? It doesn't match the, aesthetically. The fact that she's in this, like, yeah, there's she's, like, surrounded by these big, like, purple cur- curtains that they put up around it her. It aesthetically doesn't fit with any of the ship, and also it's, she's like... like, lying on a table with this big, ornate book at her feet. It looked like this is... I th- for a second I was like, oh, is this like they brought the queen here and she's in stasis or something? Well, I was no, like, this is, is just this like a, a dead colony. I was like, is this is she like the interface of the Vardy or something? Like she's like nope. this living? No, it's just a dead old woman in the. She shrine. died. They were like, oh, put her in storage. Put her with in the, the big book. Put her in the curtain room. Put her in the Very Twin strange. Peaks role uh, play room. I did. I did like when we cut to one of the emoji bots. Uh, arriving oh we didn't mention when they walked into the ship they locked the door behind them and the emoji bot tries to open the door and it's locked and then the smiley face on the screen gets key emojis for eyes and the door (laughs) unlocks so so silly very funny um so then bill opens the enlightened manuscript and it shows like it's like uh, Ungabunga, caveman, 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 Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia, Egypt, 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 uh, Europe, 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 Rome, 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 Europe, Europe, Europe. Oh my god, everyone's dead. Oh no, climate change. Oh no, history was good until it was bad. Nuclear bombs, ah! And then Bill's like, hey, why did everybody have to leave Earth? Uh, and then the doctor's like, yeah, uh, Earth got fucked. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry to interrupt. <laughs> I was trying to figure out something you were saying was sounding off to me. Did you mean an illuminated manuscript? Yes, I think that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Did I say enlightened manuscript? You were saying enlightened. An illuminated manuscript. That's what those things are called. A very smart manuscript. A very smart manuscript. An illuminated manuscript. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so she says, like, what happened? Just wanted to correct that before someone calls us stupid in the Discord. What happened in, uh, what? and I thought it was very smart for referencing an enlightened manuscript play pentamen um so he's like yeah earth got fucked up some people got on a big uk themed spaceship on the back of a whale they were the last ones to leave everyone else got on normal spaceships 
with their Vardys, I guess. And also Scotland flew off on theirs. And then some of them <laughs> were on country themed ships and some of them came here. I met a f- he does say I met a few of them before, like I've met a few. Yeah, over the years. Some of them are at the, yeah, very slimy. Um, Bill is crying. Bill's at upset. The realization yeah. that there's an apocalypse in the future. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, Bill. I mean, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so the doctor is like tearing the engine apart, but he's like, I could use your help, Bill. Could you come here and help? Uh, and she walks back into the storage room proper, and the this little boy little from boy. the locket is there and says, Are we there yet? Are you my mummy? Are you my mummy? What if that was just like, God. I can't think of a bottles of beer on the wall. I can't think of a bottles of beer. <laughs> I can't think of a stupider thing to happen in a Doctor Who episode than the Vardy just are also the 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 Nanites and the, they do this again and it's like supposed to be fan service. Like wow, God, I, mean, I forgot. I forgot that that was the resolution there. Uh, okay, so the Doctor, I don't know what he's like doing right now, where he's like trying to hold the engine back um, because. I, I don't because he's he's still in blow up. He, it's the, gonna explode, but not the way that I like. Yeah, exactly. He's still in blow up the ship mode for now. Looks like Fleischman was a little bit better at building these engines than um, you gave him credit for, Doctor. And then Bill is talking to the Doctor about, "Hey, there's a boy here." Uh, and then at the same time, an emoji bot rolls up behind him. And he thinks it's her for some reason. I don't know why. And then he sees... Well, he he hears it walking up and he's like, ah, there you are, Bill. <laughs> but then he sees the smiley face <laughs> emoji reflected on the, like, engine uh, gauges. Ah, Bill, your servos are sounding a little louder than they normally do. You gotta get that he, fixed on the He tarmus. whirls around and whacks it in the face with a wrench. Uh, and Bill arrives with the boy and he says, where is everybody? And the doctor goes... Now when you s- Oh yeah, because he he literally is like, "All right, I've rigged up the engine to explode." And then the boy arrives and says, "Where is everybody?" And he's like, "Now when you say Hold on a minute. Everybody." Hold on a minute. Oh, and then he goes, "Oh dear god. Oh no. Oh oh very much no." They go to the cryopods room that you mentioned <laughs> hey, earlier hey, and there are <laughs> Hey, there's a lot of guys on this ship that you were about to kill, Oops. doctor. Oh, you maybe you should have yeah, checked that. Yeah, the ship that. computer uh, following up on the little error message from earlier is like, beginning emergency disembarkation. And the doctor's like, oh, oh my shit. god. I love I love how, uh, you know, we don't get very many episodes where the doctor is just wrong. Just completely wrong. Uh, yeah. It was good to see Certainly it. not where he admits it. Yeah, humbling even they, to see the they doctor. They are able to run back to the engine and fix it in time. Uh, but he's like, well... I almost just killed all the survivors from Earth. Um, except for the ones on the whale ship, but okay. Um, and then uh, the boy walks out of the ship and, and the like city is like, Hey, welcome to our city. Be happy. Be happy. Wink. Or we'll fucking kill you. Uh, it doesn't say that. Uh, so the doctor is immediately worried because he's like, well... As of right now, if we don't fix the problem, they're gonna everyone's going to get off the ship, find that their friends and family were ground into fertilizer while they were asleep, and then if they don't smile about it, they will also be killed. I have an alternate ending for this episode. All those people, they find out that all those people who were out there first were just universally hated, like by design. 
Like the, <laughs> and now everyone needed, can't stop smiling. They needed fertilizer, and they were just like, "Send good thing. We fucking hate good thing. We hate pleasant. We hate delightful. <laughs> they're the worst." And then they go out and they're like, "Are they dead? Yes, finally! Yay! Yay! I love it here. This is my favorite place in the universe." But they're sincere about it. Uh, so they go they go to the cryo room there's a little callback to jurgen it they it's the widest smile someone could possibly uh, have yeah, smile uh, eyes lifting <laughs> they're um, gonna give they're gonna give the robots a pile of money <laughs> oh my god i forgot about that uh anyway uh so, so they go back to the cryo room and there's a dude who becomes his name is steadfast he's the new main character of this episode for for like five seconds um he uh he's like oh man those pods i don't think we've met have we and the doctor's like you've arrived at the end of the world and steadfast goes again we only just got here ha 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 but the doctor like, says no, the I'm ship. serious stay on the ship shut up no uh, one no one leaves the ship until i tell you otherwise he walks off with bill looking very serious and she's like okay so you have a plan and he's like no but if i act like they do Hopefully, that means that they won't try to think of one themselves. And then she's like, okay, I need to show you something. Let's go to the curtain, sh- the shrine of death. Um, and he takes her to the dead body room. And uh, and he's like, okay, hold on, let's figure this out. So they look, I guess the book is supposed to be like the memories of humanity or something. I don't yeah. know. But they look in the book and they find the, they find the data and... The book indicates that the woman died a normal human death, natural causes, but then after she died, a few more people on the colony died at the same time as each other, and then, a little while later, a bunch more people all died at once, and then everybody else in the colony died at once. So basically what the doctor concludes is that the Vardy... Their job is to make people make sure people are happy. That's their one directive. Nobody thought about it beyond that. Uh, nobody thought to include any kind of fail safes or like don't kill people. But anyway, one person died of natural causes, and then people who knew her got sad, and then the Vardy killed them because they were very sad and they knew- they they had no concept of what grief was or what it what you do with or, it. So they were just like grief is the enemy of happiness. We need to get rid of grief. Or how do we make people happy to let their bones breathe? Which makes way more sense. And then obviously the there was like out. a positive feedback. Is it like because skeletons are always smiling, so they were just trying to get at that smile that's underneath all of our faces? <laughs> yes. We are always... I mean, the, the smile of the skull was what prompted this entire bit in the first place. Right. We are We are all smiling underneath. So anyway, it was a positive feedback loop where they kept killing everybody, making everybody else uh, grieve, and then they died, and then everyone was dead. Um, also, a thing that's kind of freaky about this is that the data book thing shows that all of this happened in a single morning. It happened so, so, so fast. He calls it uh, grief as a plague. Uh, he also, we get a little bit more of an understanding of the patches. He says, the Vardis would have given these patches to the, the colonists. Their job was to maintain happiness, which they were taught basically meant food and water. And the patches just showed, is this person in a Sims type of way surviving acceptably? But then, in a, in a Maslow's type of way... The Vardis expanded 
their understanding of happiness from food and bathroom to food, bathroom, social and environment. Yeah. And they they started to get a broader perspective of what happiness is. But this woman was the first person on this planet to die. And suddenly everyone's meters dropped down to red and they started <laughs> waving at the camera and going, Tarfudu. And then they and then they and then they turned into bones. Did the, and grim, they, the Grim yeah, Reaper show up? The Vardis took the, sh- the shape of the Grim Reaper. Good thing tried to play rock paper scissors with them, but she lost, and then they all got skeletoned. Yep. So, uh, and then the doctor says the thing about the Vardis though is that they would have understood this to be a positive solution, much like the magic haddock. Not bad, not good, just different. Uh, yeah. This I, is when I googled Magic Haddock to see if it was like a British folktale I've never heard it's of. It's a thing the, the doctor first result made was up. TARDIS Wiki. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, so... There's a, there's a very unnecessary Bill Idiot moment here. Uh-huh. When the doctor says, oh, here, I found this locket in the garden, and she pops it open and sees the boy waving, and she's like, Oh, did this belong to his mom or maybe his grandma? I guess we'll see them when they get out of the pod. And the doctor's like, no, you fucking idiot. Bill, you fucking idiot. Uh, so they, uh, so the doctor's like, oh, they must all have friends and family on the setup team. Uh, so we need to stop them from getting fucked up real bad by the robots. And this is an insane line that I don't understand where he says, what's the opposite of a massacre? In my experience, it's a lecture. Yeah, I don't know what that meant. Okay. I guess he means that a lecture can prevent a massacre. But... If I simply reach it, okay. So the so the so the boy the boy sees emoji bot. Um, we see it's just like he's going further into the city. Then the doctor goes back downstairs uh, to the cryo room. There's lots of people woken up now, and uh, this is where you know the the. The I would say the problems sort of started when Bill finds the dead woman uh-huh. and it starts to get a little muddled. They really, really start muddling it This is apparently here. about slavery? Yes, the doctor tells the, the colonists who are starting, there, there's like a few dozen of them now, and he's like, well, as is often the case, your slaves have started thinking for themselves. And I'm like, all right, hold, hold on. on. Wait a minute. Hold on, no, that is not no, what this episode no. is about. Doesn't count. You can't just start, it, we're in the final eight minutes of the episode, you can't just start saying that this is a slavery allegory. It's It becomes even weirder at the end in a way that I just can't even believe. Anyway, uh, so he's like, uh, <laughs> oh, and then we see the boy get an emoji pass from the emoji bot. And yeah, then and he all, asks, are you my mummy? Where my mummy? And then all of the uh, colonists are getting guns because they yeah, because from from their perspective, the robots killed our families. And the doctor's like, okay, you don't understand though. The city is made of the robots. You can't fight them, and they're not listening. And then the boy they says, chase where, after the colonists. Where my mummy? They find the boy, and there's two robots standing with him. Uh, and Bill tries to talk down the colonists, and she says, and I quote, "You don't need to do this." You just need to, I've and then she gets out. cut off. And I would love to know what the end <laughs> of that sentence it. was going to be. I know what to do. Um, the boy is crying now because his mummy, no mummy. Um, the robots grab him by the wrists and start to tear him in half. <laughs> uh, Steadfast shoots one of them, and uh, <laughs> the other robot 
which has just experienced the death of one of its own for the first time. Doesn't understand. Its emoji face starts flickering between, like, the the angry skull and, like, a confused face. And Steadfast is like, whatever, it's just one robot. And then the whole building starts swarming at them. And the doctor says, oh my god, this... The Vardis, they're not, they're not responding to the, to the sadness. This is self-preservation. They're alive. You clever nanobots. Um, and I think this seems like a good uh, moment to... Well, no. I'll, I'll air all my grievances at the end. Let it let I'll it just finish. say right here, right now, let's put a pin in this. What just happened doesn't make any sense. Any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Um, oh. And then the doctor says an epic line. This is like one for the gift sets where he says, uh, this is pretty stupid, but I did like it. He says, do you know, why I always win a chess. I have a secret move. I kick over the board and then he presses the button that makes it good. He, well, good is a, a he word. presses the button that makes it the episode. <laughs> he presses the end of the, <laughs> he presses the stop button on the episode. He presses the button that conclu- that, that concludes. Oh, we should also mention that in the chaos, I did catch at least one of the human colonists does get yeah. completely vaporized. Just so absolutely. there is a body count in this phase of the episode. But there's a huge flash of light as he does screwdriver at the destroyed uh, emoji bot. And we then we get some like panning shots, exterior shots of the city as the doctor narrates. He tells the haddock story. A fisherman caught a magic haddock and it offered him three wishes in exchange for its life. And he wished first for his son to come home from the war, and second for a hundred pieces of gold. But the haddock, you see, it doesn't think like people do. It doesn't think about things that we think of as good being good and bad being bad. It puts a fucked up spin on it. It puts, it says it makes you be careful what you wish for, you see. But, but it's... I think that this is the the point that he's making is that it's not malicious like a twisted monkey's paw situation. It's just different. So the haddock says, "Okay, you want a hundred gold pieces and your son to come home from the war? I know exactly how to make that happen. I will make your son a dead war hero. He comes home in a coffin, and the king sends you a hundred gold pieces as a reward for your son's heroism." And then we go back to the inside of the facility and Steadfast wakes up on the ground and we see that the doctor is just telling them this story. They're all sitting cross-legged on the on the story time carpet in front of the doctor. And he pushes the muddle it even more button and he says, so what do you think that he should have wished for for his third wish? If you were in his position, you probably would have wished for more wishes. But this city proves that that's not a good idea. So now this is about how the colonists were being greedy. It's about greed. How dare they be in cryostasis? How dare they? I mean, this is this is the point in the episode where I have to say, it's going to keep calling them colonists for the whole thing. These are not colonists. These, These are, are like refugees. refugees. Yeah. They are escaping from the end I of mean, the world. I mean, we don't know about, we don't know about where uh, they're, uh, where this uh, what what else is on this planet but we are given no reason to believe that anything lives here uh and then the doctor explains that what he did oh he says that the the fisherman actually wished that he had never made those first two witches wishes which is what i did i reset the uh i pressed the reset button i pre- pressed the I button i pressed the reset button every computer has one 
It's easy to find if you're a handsome genius. And then he explains that he wiped... Is that what, I think that's what he said. And then he says that he basically wiped the memories, the Vardy's memories. So now they think that this is their city and they don't know why humans are living in it. And yes, he said, they, they will have woken up in this city. The city is built of them. They have these emoji bot interfaces and they are confused why these people are in their city so says, just to tally things up first we have uh we have like <laughs> slavery then we have uh and now he says oh and basically we i've turned them into the indigenous life form of the planet yes for for all intents and purposes they are the indigenous life of this planet so you better be nice to them he, I, I did like the line, even though I don't like what's going on here. I liked the line, they're the only ones who know how anything works. Yeah, I don't... I guess I don't really understand why the, like, resolution... Not from the doctor's perspective, but from the writer's perspective, is that these people need to be punished for any of the things right. that they... Right, what did like, they do what did wrong? they do? I mean, nothing. I do think They that, did nothing wrong. I do think that, that whoever designed the, like, na uh, nanobot system probably... Maybe should maybe be skeletonized because they like didn't because, put any because what we learn is that the Vardis became self-aware. They right. are now an artificial intelligence. They can think and feel and reason. And it's like, okay, why does that mean that the human colonists are the villains? Yeah, they right, just right, right. came out of they cryo literally just woke up to they're find so that their friends and family were massacred dead. by the robots. <laughs> like what? And the doctor's like. You fucking idiots. Like, I you guess, need to show them some bloody respect. I guess if they're gonna be like, oh, the Vardy became self-aware, you know, you have to, you have to broach this situation differently than you would. But yeah, it very much is targeting it at the, like, you are colonizers on this indigenous right, it's person's like, planet. We, like, like, epically own them for some reason. And I'm like, I don't know what why did they that's do? happening. What did they do? What did they do? And Steadfast is like... But they killed our families, and the doctor says, "Well, maybe, but they don't remember doing that anymore." Like, I so feel if so you don't bad. For, sleep rough I tonight. So bad for smile. All, I feel so bad for all of these people. It's so weird. And also, now they just live in a city that can kill them at any time. Yes, if it they live in a to. city made of the robots that killed their friends and families forever. And like, what if the robots just like? Just, hey, remember that little boy? That little we don't boy. see him again. We never see him again. He's an orphan. He does now. not appear on screen after the doctor pushes the he'll reset be, button. He'll be. We are not in the... any way going to reckon with the fact that this boy has lost his mom. His mom and his also grandma, his grandma and his aunt. Also, I think. Uh, yeah, they're so all. The dead. doctor says, uh, "I'll negotiate." He turns to the robot and he says, "I made a mistake before, even though the robots won't remember this." I didn't recognize that you were an emergent life form, and I would like to help you negotiate with the humans as a show of good faith and apology, because these humans have the have their eyes on your city. Would you like to discuss rent? And the robot makes oh. emoji pound sign eyes and there's a sound effect. They're, okay, so now they're cool landlord killbots. I don't understand anything. I don't know what humans are. I don't know I'm going how we got here. I don't know anything. But I know one thing. I love to make Great British pounds in my bank account. Also, I'm a, I'm a city made of killbots. 
I'm going to be charging these people rent to make a profit off of them for seemingly no reason. And also, I guess, probably if they don't pay the money, rent, I will. Money that I can't possibly use. <laughs> so the doctor, the here's doctor, what happened, the okay. Do- <laughs> the world was ending. These people fled the destruction of Earth on a spaceship. How dare they, first of all. First of all, just the shame, robots, on, shame on them. The robots, and we don't know if they made the robots or if they just were using some robots that had already existed, but the robots set up the city for them, and then through (laughs) just pure oversight, someone died and the robots misunderstood what was the way to proceed with it, and they they killed everyone. The, The refugees wake up and are told, hey, all your friends and family who woke up before you are all dead. And they go, oh no, that that's no good. They leave the ship. They go up to, not a robot. Steadfast shoots the interface. Yeah, the emoji bot. The, he doesn't, the Vardys aren't in it. The Vardys are not harmed by it. He basically this is like, like if you walked up to the, me yeah. and grabbed my phone out of my hand. I mean, I wouldn't like that. And threw it on the floor would, and stomped on it. I would kill it, you if you did And that. I just opened fire. <laughs> As is your right. And then the doctor he broke one of their computer monitors and the doctor, one of, the, and by the way, the Vardis then start killing people. People die. And, then the, and doctor, the doctor says, hold on, hold on, this. hold on, hold on. I can on. fix it. I can fix I'm this. I'm going to turn them into. I've, I've come up with a, with a fitting punishment for the humans. <laughs> wait, wait, sorry. You. What? I've come up with a fitting punishment for the humans. It's eternal serfdom to the kill box. <laughs> How dare they? You are now beholden to them. Forever! This is your only chance. What else are you... Where else are you gonna go? You can't leave. They built a city around your ship. (laughs) Good fucking luck! I think the second that the doctor leaves Steadfast goes down to that cold fusion reactor and just, like, turns it... Like, just fucking blows the whole thing up and kills everybody and himself. The part where the robot smiles with pound sign eyes was the part where I said, there is no, no fucking way this no, is the same series no, as Oxygen. No. Why is this, why is it like, be respectful to the indigenous population, which I just invented, by the way, I made them indigenous, but also the indigenous population is then going to exploit the colonizers for their The indigenous money? slave robot killbot landlords. <laughs> what happened? are going to exploit the labor of the vicious, victimized refugee colonists. Okay? How dare they want to find a place to live? Great app. This is stupider than fucking press the button that makes you stop torturing the whale so it goes faster than ever before. This is dumber I thought than that this that episode one. was going to be gonna... a great one. What I thought happened? this episode was... I, I was loving it. I thought this was, like, maybe teetering on the edge of an A-, and then the dead woman thing happened, and I was like, nah, nah, I don't know, it's, that's uh... kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe. And then he was like, the, the robots, or should I say slaves, and I was uh, like, no. No. <laughs> they, I mean, the episode's not even over. There's one last scene. We can just get it out of the way. Uh, it's, it's basically a next time on, but they... The robot says cha-ching. They get back on the TARDIS, and Bill says, So, do you always go around fixing problems like a space policeman? And he's like, no. And they they go back, they think they're in the university. He says, quote, The kettle's boiling, I put a vault to God, and um, everything is exactly as we left it. Sorry, 
Is the Series 8 no, no, Vault no, 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 no. God Mountain? No, I, th- uh, uh, I, was, I thought that too. It was a subtitles error. I don't remember. I heard him say what he actually said, but I don't remember what it was. But it was, it was, it was a subtitle thing, I think. Uh, we'll see. I think that he's got the God Pit in there. He says everything is exactly as we left it. They open the door and it's snowing and they're in London and there's an elephant walking on. Oh, uh, it's the nice. It's thin ice. Hey, next time on Doctor Who, and then you can just listen to our, uh, you can just listen to our episode on thin ice. Uh, I cannot believe I have never seen Doctor (laughs) who was so anti-capitalist in oxygen invented space feudalism. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if this is space feudalism. It's less space feudalism and more like an eternal hostage situation. Uh, He very specifically framed it as rent. Yeah. I mean, they have to. They have to keep paying tribute to the to the Vardies, so that they or can. I spend, guess they'll be killed, so they can spend it on Vardy, uh, something or other. Uh, yeah, I've never seen a Doctor Who episode like just tear itself to pieces so hard in the last like eight minutes. Oh my god! Um, I, I, I will say this episode until it, it was started most to go of a off good the rails. Episode, yeah. I was like. B plus, maybe, maybe uh-huh. even A minus. They fumbled it so hard at the very end. I think I'm still gonna give it a B. I was gonna say they fumbled it so hard, but like I have to consider the whole viewing experience, so I'm gonna bump it to a C. Middle of the I, road. I enjoyed it a lot, except for the very end. So it's still a B overall for me, but holy shit, maybe, did they fuck it up at the end. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. That's a B down from a potential A minus. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Maybe Frank Cottrell Boyce was like, you know, the deadline for the script was coming up and he was like, I have to pull an all-nighter. And then he just took like, just took a bunch of Adderall or something. I mean, they changed the allegory so many I times. Know. It felt like they just kept reassigning the episode to somebody else at the last minute. It was truly. They handed it off to, it to was... like the script editor Norman Ashby in quotes. It was completely and he's like, uh, yeah, the robots are slaves. Oh, sorry, my, my kid's sick. I gotta go pick him up from school. Oh, uh, the robots are indigenous. <laughs> and also they're landlords. <laughs> they're landlords. They're indigenous landlord slaves. <laughs> I don't know. The episode's going up in three hours. We gotta start filming. <laughs> they haven't started yet. Wow, okay. That Shit, was we have weird. to do this episode live. Sam, do we have any campaign? Oh, sorry. Hey, it's the annual, weekly, monthly, daily companion awards. Do we have any awards? Bill gets a gold star. She's going to get a gold star every episode. Unless she, she like does something really problematic. Uh, she she gets the Sarah Jane initiative award, no question. What she, I mean, I get, what she get, I guess she, she found the body in the body room. It felt like you the doctor was of initiative. Yeah, what'd she do for initiative? The doctor literally told her, "Wait in the TARDIS until this is done," That's and true. then she disobeyed him and came after him. She also he told her to wait at the map. She didn't do that. She yeah. took him to the dead woman in the curtains. Fair enough. Room. She was taking initiative. She was taking initiative. You're right. You're right. Um, I mean, no, if it weren't for her, he would have blown the place up. No six stunts. Uh, Which, hey, maybe it would have been better. Maybe yeah. he should have No, that's what I'm telling up. you. I'm telling you, the second they left, uh, Steadfast blew up that, that ship and killed them Yeah, all. I'm taking away Bill's gold star. Uh-huh. <laughs> she, she fucked those people so bad. They should have just been killed. 
Uh, no six stunts. No stunts. No. Uh, no. No. Nobody got like when the when they got their bones out. There wasn't like a funny burp sound effect afterwards. So yeah. no metal but Yeah, just a, just initiative a gold award star and initiative sure. award. Yeah. Um. All right, Sam. Uh, it's time. Actually, oh, uh, we do have a we do have a listener submitted question this week. Oh, we do. Um, if hey, you, you send it to Jordan and not me. <laughs> if you have a question, you can send it to our uh, our Tumblr. At uh at uh drhuh.tumblr.com forward or slash our co-host at cohost.org slash dr huh um which uh this question is from anonymous and it says do you think do you think Pete's world has a bev how would Jackie get enrichment without a bev to complain to about Rose do you oh, remember so the, Jackie's the timeline yeah. the alternate reality that Rose ends up in yes. does Jackie have her friend Bev to shit talk people on the phone I mean I think it'd be very funny because I mean it's a golden age Jackie will be thriving Yeah sure. exactly this is this is a paradise on earth a golden age it's like some kind of socialist utopia it's like the people's republic of England or something uh but yes <laughs> two cars in every garage and a Bev in every phone Everybody has a Bev uh, uh one of Pete's inventions is the Bev phone AI where any time you can just call her up and just shit talk your daughter <laughs> to them? Um, it's perfect. It's it's a great world to live in. I'm jealous of Rose, quite frankly. Uh, Who was that question from? It's from an anonymous. Uh, thank you, anonymous. Here. Thank you. Um, all right, it's the most important time of the of the episode. It's time to ask uh, which doctor, and then find out who we're gonna see. I've got. I want to see. I want to see. Uh, I want to see Jody, but I don't want to see Flux. I want a bad episode with Jody. And I want to see Flux an, episode. Okay, Failing right. that, I want uh, <laughs> I want, an episode. You're right. We need to be humbled. We need Flux. Give us Flux. Oh my it's God! Capaldi, series Can't ten. Get enough of this guy. The Lie of the Land. Mm. How does this? Where does this relate? So this to... is this is the same series. This is a Capaldi Bill again. Uh. Oh yeah. Wait. What? Right. Did, Fly of the land. I th- oh, I think I messed up my notes. I thought that this was series eight. This is series ten. Oh no, yeah, it is series. 10. I don't know why I thought this was eight. I mu- oh, I'm an idiot. I I was literally looking at an episode from series eight on the spreadsheet while I was talking, and I yeah. confused myself. <laughs> where where is this in relation to the ones we've seen? The lie. Of the uh, land. this is one, two, three f- episodes after Oxygen. It's yeah, okay. It's like right in the middle of the season. Let's uh let's see what are we what are we what are we looking at what's our what's our premise here uh what what are the reviews I should say mixed mixed reviews, reviews. Uh, so that means the it's weakest be, story in the season so far that means it's gonna be really 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 good oh, don't look at anything else because I see it closes a significant chapter for t- the tenth season so I'm gonna go ahead and they're close gonna open the tab. vault and find Shadow the Hedgehog is in there uh. Well, I forgot that Shadow's in there. One thing, one thing you gotta know is that Doctor Who critics are universally the wrongest people in the entire <laughs> in the entire media sphere. So that, see, that's true. But I did read that people said about uh, Smile, it was pretty good until the ending. <laughs> sometimes they're so, you know broken. Sometimes clock. they're right. Yep. Uh, all right, Sam. Let's talk about our Patreon. Um, and oh, okay, that's a good idea. And tell our listeners and, how they can get more Doctor Huh content every, every That's so true at patreon.com slash potting bros. You can get for one dollar a month a mildly special Discord role marking you as a friend of the show. You get all of our bonus content. 
we will be doing our first bonus episode on the first Doctor very soon. I'm so excited to see that dude. I hope it's good. Uh, And our last, our most recent was a second Doctor serial called The Dominators, episodes one and two. Oh, that was a weird one. It was a weird one, but we did get to watch Patrick Troughton get tortured. (laughs) I saw, uh, Lauren showed me someone that she follows on Tumblr reblogged a clip of one of the later episodes of The Dominators. I don't remember what happened in it, but I remember it was really funny. Um, so we missed out basically yeah i hope we I'm get saying. to i hope we get circle back to it eventually i mean the <laughs> odds of rolling i mean in terms of patrick Troughton episodes we have basically like a one in six chance of getting the dominators because there's only like six episodes that still exist there's more uh there's more second doctor serials than you'd think they lost a lot of them but they also made a he lot was of around them. for a long ass time i just remember yeah. seeing someone post on tumblr uh a picture of Patrick Troughton and all of his companions, like, together in one shot, and it said, like, why are there so few pictures of these people together? Um, I love them. Because and there's, then, like, one episode. Yeah, I looked, up, I looked it up, and it was, like, yeah, um, of it was a series four episode, and there are, like, there are, like, six out of 44 episodes that still exist. Yeah, Holy it's shit. the lostest of all the series. Uh, okay. Anyway... Five dollars gets you a pretty special Discord role marking you as a companion of the show. You can send us a message that we'll read in one of our funny voices. I think I said messes, but I meant message. And you get a shout out in the podcast. Ten dollars gets you an incredibly special Discord role marking you as an honorary member of House Misuza. We will clap for you. You can listen to the podcast live while we record it and all the other shit. Thank you to our five and ten dollar subscribers. Get ready. Here they go. It's Cassidy, it's JCH, it's Roy, it's Stephanie Bolding, it's Stephanie Karen, it's Violet Magician, and House Me Souza are here. Their grand entrance. Let's clap for them, everyone. I want you to clap while you listen to this. It's Destry Hawk, it's HK, and it's Sauceworks. Hey, thank you. We don't have a message this week. You know, I think it's really funny that we have the like funny voices in our messages because we don't really do funny voices on Doctor Huh anymore. Not really. We do fourth doctor. We do voice. fourth doctor voice, but we did, we had all of our classic Josh voice, Kyle voice. Hillary we haven't voice, seen the Daleks that many times. Ben voice. We see Daleks in like two episodes. Anyway, uh, that's true. Anyone listening to only Doctor Huh and not our previous podcast will be like, "What funny what voices? Funny voices. They never say. Yeah, I don't say because there's so many of them. There's Steppenwolf. There's Ben from Secret Life. There's Josh from Kyle XY. We have all these funny voices. So like the Josh voice. Um, grapefruit. Oh. Oh, we can do some droopy mole man Ricky voice. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lauren and I do droopy mole man voice all the time in our regular it. lives. I also do it all the time in my regular life. Um, oh. Okay, so... I guess someone does like me after all. Okay, so, uh, Sam, we're, we can, you can find all of our episodes at... Wait, do we have a website? We always try to do that. It <laughs> hasn't been true since Jurgen it. Uh-huh, secretlifepod.com <laughs> Um, I still have that URL. It still goes to our space page. We are we are on Tumblr at drhunt.tumblr.com. I'm on Tumblr at Kiwami Breakfast. I'm not on Twitter anymore. Don't try. Well, uh, uh, Sam, where can we find you? On co-host or some bullshit? Uh, we're on co-host at Dr. Hunt. I'm on co-host at Positive Stress. Uh, I'm on the podcast Sounds About Light. We are still talking about Kingdom Hearts Recoded. We've got two more episodes of that, and then we will be starting on Dream Drop Distance. Oh my god. Are we on Noise Space, Sam? Yes, Jordan, you're right. We're on noisespace.xyz with other podcasts like the Island Shuffle. Out of greed. Special 
grade snacks. Gay Friends Chainsaw Dog Sanctuary. And many more. You can listen to those podcasts at Noise Space and you will and you'll like it. Okay. Hey. Yeah. There comes a time at the end of every episode of Dr. (laughs) Where I have to say a little prayer. You gotta say that prayer. Can can I get segued into it now that I've segued you into segueing me in? Sam, can you say the prayer? Is that what you yeah, wanted? Right. <laughs> we have not seen Amy Pond in, I think, about a year. <laughs> we saw her in Let's Kill Hitler. That feels like a year ago. It wasn't that long ago. It's like May your life flow like a river, who was in Let's Kill Hitler. May your days <laughs> smell sweet as a rose, who was in Let's Kill Hitler. Wait. <laughs> nope. Hold on. Nope. Let me start over. May your life flow like a river. May your days smell sweet as a rose. May your nights be calm and still as a pond. May you be as lucky as an ace in a game of blackjack. Harkness. Harkness, who sends pictures of alien sex parts to the doctor. May Dan the nice man smile nicely upon you. May Clara make a clever souffle. May Bill please, 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 please survive please season eight. Please don't die. And may the doctor you said light se- your path. You said season eight again. She's in season Shit. ten. May Bill survive series 10, and may the doctor light your path through time. Excelsior! Dr. Bye. Dr. Bye.